you considered the messages your outfits send? What do you think your clothes say about you? See, style is about the clothes, but it's not really about the clothes. Every day you make choices about what you're going to wear, but what are you communicating? Welcome to Above and Beyond Style. I'm your host, Maria DiLorenzo, and in 2019, I founded MFD Style, where I provide a unique, intuitive approach to personal styling for those ready to embrace a more meaningful look. With this podcast, I'll uncover key elements of where spirituality, psychology, and style intersect, revealing how you can make intentional wardrobe choices that reflect who you really are. So let me ask you, are you ready to transform into your authentic self? Then it's time. Come with me on this journey and together we'll take your style above and beyond style. Hey everyone, welcome back to Above and Beyond Style. This has been a really full week and I am happy and excited to report in on a few topics that have been front of mind and also give you a really fun topic to consider for this week's uh, podcast episode. So first of all, I want to do a little check-in around vibrancy. Uh, If you're following along, you know that I have this word or style resolution, and it's focused around this concept of vibrancy, and it's very much kind of looking at all aspects of my life, really from the personal to the professional to my style, to relationships. I'm really trying to kind of let that word be my guidepost for so much of what I'm up to these days. And if you are an email subscriber, you already know that I have undergone a fairly large personal shift. I sold my condo. I moved, put all my things, like 95% of my things into storage. And I am now in an interim home base with a very dear friend while I'm going to be exploring a variety of different locations, cities, towns, states for me to potentially buy and live in. And I'm using this time very intentionally to be able to give, well, one, my just the opportunity to explore, to really find like what places resonate with my spirit and what really feels like life-giving and vibrant and feel like they're giving me that sense of connection and purpose that I've been looking for. And I think for me, it's going to take a little time to figure that out. Obviously, I, I don't have the crystal ball, but I'm excited to sort of see how things take shape and what places rise to the surface and where I will feel really at ease. And I think this is going to be a very good exercise in allowing myself to listen to my body and really pay attention to those messages and communication that my body is going to be taking on to allow to guide me really about where this place might feel best for myself. And I think that's a little countercultural because a lot of times in these sort of larger decisions, I think we really lead sometimes with our mind and our heads and we don't often connect as closely with our heart. And I think for me, I'm really trying to let my heart be the guidepost in this and give me that sense of clarity and like the yes, right, that sort of jumps up and lets you feel all the things you need to feel. And that might feel a little too loosey-goosey for some of you, and perhaps it maybe is, but I also do feel really confident that 
I'll know when I know. And I don't know that I'll have too many more opportunities. I mean, who knows? I, again, I don't have the crystal ball to know how long I'm going to live, but I'm hoping to really seize this opportunity of time, availability, the flexibility that I have in my new life and my work schedule now that I am owning my own business and I'm able to work basically anywhere. And thanks to COVID, I have learned how to pivot and really change my services in a way that I could deliver basically everything I do virtually. So the like, where do I work becomes less important. And I really feel confident that if I guide myself through this process to find a location that really feels right, the work is just like along for the ride and it will naturally find a rhythm and a pace with the people in the community that I will be in. And for me, this is a pretty big shift around the concept of vibrancy because I feel like a lot of times I think we make choices based on like kind of what's next, right? Like you can kind of put your like eye on the prize kind of a thing, and that can be your motivation to kind of get you there. Well, for me, this feels a bit more abstract. The whole concept of lifestyle and what vibrancy looks and feels like is sort of the thing that is my guidepost and it's out there for to really motivate me, but I don't know what it's going to look like yet. And uh, yes, of course, that feels a little uncertain or uneasy at times, but I also feel very confident that this is the step that I'm supposed to be taking to help guide me toward that next, you know, real vibrant lifestyle and connecting uh, with the community and feeling like my business can thrive in a new and a different way. So there's a lot of gray area question marks. There's all sorts of potential things that could happen. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know what locations are really going to rise to the surface. I do have my eye on a few, but I'm also really trying to be open to new possibilities coming into my life that I hadn't considered before and looking at them with a fresh perspective and not just disregarding them because, oh gosh, that wasn't on my list or that wasn't in my purview to begin with. So this is going to be a very interesting exercise, I think, for me around how will I listen to this style resolution, this vibrancy, and really paying attention to not only how do I want to dress, but how do I want to feel in my life, and where are the conditions that really support that. And if that's in a different city or state or town, country even, I am hoping to do some international travel later this fall. Who knows what happens once I land in, a, in another country, if that might feel more resonant with me, it's really strange to kind of have so many different options, but also feeling just hopeful that something will become very clear. And I will take all the good vibes you want to send my way about that because um, I know this is a bit countercultural and not everybody kind of goes into these changes in this way or with this intention in this manner. But if you know me, you know that I'm somebody who really tries to kind of follow my own heart and you know whether I'm the maverick or the first person out there doing it you know that makes it perhaps a little bit more challenging because I don't have others around me to sort of emulate or to see kind of how other people have done it all the time but for me this feels right so I'm sort of trusting it and I think ultimately that's the biggest exercise of what this is going to teach me so 
lots more to come on that, you guys. And I will certainly keep you posted because I do think it will be relevant to how my style is going to evolve and change because this aspect of myself as I evolve and change is going to be demonstrated or lived out or manifested in some way through my clothes. And I'm wise enough to know that that evolution is important, that however I've dressed or the style that supported my lifestyle in the past may not be the same going forward. And that can be really fun and exciting. And I'm kind of curious to see how that might all take shape uh, for me. So I'll, like I said, keep you posted on how that all pans out. But this week I want to talk about uh, a theme or a topic. Again, remember this season we're talking about style pitfalls or just maybe things that get us off track from our authentic style. What are the things that might get in the way or create confusion or diversion from what is truly the style that really represents who we are? And I'd like to take a more of a like sociological perspective on getting dressed this week and looking at personal style by really thinking about the pressure to belong. And from a human perspective, I think we can all resonate with that concept of the pressure to belong, wanting to feel connected to other people, to feel like we are one and we are with others so that there is like ease and safety and uh, there's just a sense of like wholeness that can come when we have found in particular a community with which we feel like we belong in. And for many of us that has to do with our local neighborhoods or the towns we live in and again remember thinking about my own journey I'm really trying to pay attention to this kind of what is the vibe of a community or the vibe of a place so that I do feel that sense of belongingness. And I think for all of us, as we settle in perhaps to new homes, that's one of the probably the rising uh, factor that might come into play when we start to get established or sort of settle in. And I'm noticing, and this is just something I'm kind of paying attention to. I don't have a lot of data or research or anything of this that I'm going to point to. I'm really just uh, observing and taking note of some of these things. And I'm really more curious than I am about, you know, having a, a standpoint or a position on this topic. It's really about, I wonder if the pressure to belong can get in the way with our personal style. And here's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I wonder if our communities or the neighborhoods or places we live are dictating our personal style. Does your neighborhood have a look, have like a uniform of sorts where you notice people wear certain things in a certain way, maybe at certain brands or again, from a styling perspective, like they're functionally wearing clothes a specific way it's interesting as I am moving around and paying attention to different neighborhoods and communities and vibes, I'm noticing there's some, again, this sense of belongingness is where I'm taking it, but I'm wondering if this is how sometimes people are making the connection with their personal style by, again, sort of looking outside of themselves to see sort of like, well, what is everybody else wearing? And how do they show up 
going to dinner or out to events or on the school soccer field when we take our kids or, you know, like what is, what is the look of your particular community and is that the driving force for your personal style? And I'm curious about it because I do wonder if some people might feel that pressure to belong by wearing what is quote unquote acceptable for the community that you're living in. And I don't, you know, again, I don't have any specific things to point to. I'm really just noticing some commonalities when I go into different cities or towns. And again, I'm looking at these from a sociological perspective, like how do people connect? What am I noticing? And of course I pay attention to clothes, right? Like that's no surprise there. And I'm curious about what people are wearing and how they wear their clothes. And um, I think this is one of the many reasons people love to travel internationally. And I find, you know, for anybody that is uh, a blogger or an influencer, you find a lot of folks who are very interested in like Parisian style and how people dress in Paris. And it's a very unique look and it has its own vibe and... I'm just curious about if you move to Paris, for example, do you feel this pressure to adopt whatever the surrounding style is of your community so that you can belong or that you can fit in in some way? And I think we all do this in some capacity just to feel at ease within our communities. But I also sort of wonder about are we willing to dress in a manner that actually suits us versus mimicking what we see others around us wearing? And maybe there's similarities in that. So that's not to assume that people who are dressing quote unquote alike aren't doing it because it's representative of themselves. I mean, again, I don't, I don't know all these people. I don't know if that's their true self and true feelings. So I'm going to trust that it is. But I also wonder if there is that pressure, the pressure to belong, the pressure to wear a certain thing, wear a certain brand, have a certain look, um, functionally have certain pieces in your closet because that's what everybody else is wearing. And this kind of harkens back to an earlier episode I talked around, um, like the pressure to buy and like looking outside of ourselves from influencing and you know, recognizing that when we are influenced by outside sources, whether that's the role of the of the social media influencer versus just other people in our life who influence us to behave and dress in certain ways, right? This is all kind of of that same genre. But I guess I'm really more curious about the concept here about where do we feel that pressure to belong by wearing what's, again, quote-unquote, acceptable. And I think this is at the heart of this season for me when I'm thinking about what gets us off track from authentic style. It's going back to that word authenticity. That authenticity is critical in personal style, in my opinion, for it to stick, for it to really like feel like you're in your own groove. Authenticity feels like a really important factor. And I always sort of wonder about the people who are kind of all in the same look, for example, in a community. Do they feel like they can't express their own unique authenticity 
because they wouldn't belong then? Or is there a sense of, I don't want to stick out. I don't want to be a sore thumb. I don't want to be, I don't know, this feels very like sixth grade girl, but like, I don't want people to talk about me. I don't want there to be some kind of like, you know, oh my gosh, like she sticks out, like she's like a sore thumb. Like there's just something I wonder in our own sociological patterns and then then we we kind of take that on on a personal level in our own psychological patterns about choices we make around our style and I'm part of the reason I'm asking this question around the pressure to belong I have been in innumerable closets over the course of my styling work and I like to notice patterns that are within someone's closet not necessarily like a stripe or a floral pattern. I mean, just like categorical patterns, like, oh, you like to wear a lot of tops and bottoms, or you're a dress person, or you really enjoy blazers. Like, I try to pay attention to some of the patterns that I notice in a closet. And then I try to understand what it is about those particular patterns that work for their lifestyle. And sometimes we come up with a, you know, I have a lot of these fill in the blank but I don't actually end up wearing those things because it doesn't suit my lifestyle or it's not something that I'm actually reaching for. So there's a disconnect there between the clothes that are in the closet and sort of what actually gets worn in someone's life. And I have often come across this concept of, you know, I might pull out a top or a jacket or, you know, some kind of style, a very unique particular style. I'm going to pick on This is no um, criticism to anybody who likes this brand, but I think it will help create some clarity if you know the brand and kind of the identity around the brand to help you kind of get the sense of what I'm talking about. Okay, I want to talk about Lily Pulitzer. If you don't know who Lily Pulitzer is, it's a brand that um, is very well known for very vibrant colors, strong, big patterns. And kind of classic shapes in their clothes. So it might be like for women's clothing, like a sheath dress or a pullover top or a blouse. There's kind of a a few very classic Lily Pulitzer looks and kind of how she uses her fabrication to create this kind of vibe. And I think for anybody who really identifies with a Lily Pulitzer look, there is a very identifiable characteristic about it, right? There's a love for bold color and bold pattern and talk about vibrancy kind of to the nth degree. I think of Lily Pulitzer in that category. I was in this person's closet once and I remember pulling out this Lily Pulitzer dress and it was, it stuck out a little bit like a sore thumb against the rest of what was in her closet And again, remember, I'm kind of categorically looking at all these patterns and I'm noticing kind of what she, you know, she finds herself geared toward and, uh, and this dress sort of was like the oddball, right? And so we pull it out and I'm talking to her about it. And I said, I I have to ask you a question about this dress. I really love the look. I love the pattern. The bold color is gorgeous. It doesn't for some reason feel like it's really belonging I'm using that word intentionally, with the rest of your sort of wardrobe. Talk to me about this. And she said, oh, that's funny. I have specific events or places that I 
know I should wear a Lily Pulitzer dress to fit in. And we had this really interesting conversation about how she had these certain pieces in her wardrobe that she would say weren't really authentically her, but that she owned to quote unquote belong and be acceptable in whatever circle that she was going to be in so that she kind of could fit, right? And it sparked something in my memory. This was several years ago that this happened, but it sparked something in my own memory when I was thinking about this topic for the season around style pitfalls. I thought about, it's not even just about the Lily Pulitzer dress that's in the midst of the closet that doesn't sort of quote unquote belong, but it was the rationale behind it about why we have it and why we feel we need to wear it. And I think this is one of the things that I want to help us just kind of hone in on when we look at our closet. And if there are things in your closet that just for whatever reason don't authentically feel like you, but you own them because for whatever reason it feels like you need to dress in a manner that mimics your community or those around you or... um you know, whatever the neighborhood is wearing or kind of the quote unquote uniform of the event or the place or the dynamic. I just wonder about where does authenticity live in that equation? It's not to shame anyone or point fingers or to make anybody feel bad about having this item or wearing something that may or may not actually be authentically their own style. But it's just to help us really hone in on this is sometimes why we have closets that can confuse us or we often can stand in front of them and feel like we don't have anything to wear or there are things that, like I said, distract us because we feel the pressure to own certain things so that we can belong in a particular community or neighborhood or way. And I really think a lot of us do this. It's something that I'm curious if it resonates for you as you hear this topic and if it is something that might be at play when you get dressed. And what do you think holds you back from dressing however you really would prefer to dress if it is a little different than what your neighborhood or community is wearing? Or what does it feel like to sort of stand out and maybe be a little different not just for the sake of being different, just for the sake of being more true to who you are and how you want to show up in your life. And to give yourself the permission to know that true belonging doesn't come from what we wear. And I really mean that on the most profound level that, you know, belonging as human beings to one another comes from a deeper place. And I think if we can look past sometimes the role that clothing plays in these kind of dynamics, we're able to get past that perhaps even easier if we allow ourselves to show up as we really are and to wear the clothes that really represent who we are and what we like and how we feel good in our bodies and to allow ourselves maybe just to remove the pressure to go back to that word, to belong, and just to show up more authentically. And you might be surprised that you might attract friends, neighbors, connections, people in your life that represent that authenticity 
more than if you had showed up using this example of the Lily Pulitzer dress, no shade to Lily, but you know, it was something that just sort of stood out to me that I wondered what it would feel like for her and whatever this scenario it was that she felt like she needed to wear that look. What would it feel like if she showed up wearing the thing that she really wanted to wear or that really actually felt like her, even if she was among a sea of Lily Pulitzer dresses and she was the one standing out in black, for example, (laughs) um, what would that look like? What would that feel like for her? And in some ways, can we hold our own, recognizing that who we are is more than just what we wear? And we should hope that true, authentic, and real connection with other people comes from more than just what we wear. And to allow ourselves to just embrace this authenticity of who we are. And allow that sense of community wherever we live, whatever places we, wherever, you know, whatever places we go, uh, the communities that we belong to, the neighborhoods we have, that there's the ability to just belong as, as we are and to let go of that pressure to feel like we have to own certain things, wear certain brands, be a certain someone just to sort of fit in. So maybe we can leverage our clothes in a way that's really going to put us more at ease so that belonging maybe comes more naturally. Or again, you might start to attract people that really are maybe more like you in that way or that have that sense of self, the confidence, the ability to just kind of embrace your own uniqueness. Um, And that, again, this is not... I really hope I'm not coming off in a way that's that's throwing any shade at anybody who is dressing alike, right? If there is authenticity in that, then more power to you. I am all about that. That's why I'm really coming at this from more of a curiosity than I am like a definitive, this is a thing that can get us off track. I'm just wondering if that's at play. And if it is, how can we help realign ourselves with that sense of authenticity in our style and embrace it more fully as we go forward in our lives. So that's this week's episode, you guys. I hope everyone is doing well. I am so grateful for you tuning in. And as always, I look forward to connecting with you next time. so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you've heard, I would appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on the podcasting platform you're using and share this episode with others who you think might really enjoy these conversations about personal style. For more information all about MFD Style services, you can find me on the web at mfdstyle.com on Instagram at mfd underscore style, where I post almost five days a week, or send me an email at maria at mfdstyle.com. I also have a weekly email I send to subscribers, so I will include the link to that sign up in the show notes. So until next time, friends, remember to love yourself and then love yourself some more.